First Sip Brewbox is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brewbox have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Woe to you, O Earth and Sea. It's the Hop Nation. USA Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of Hop Nation USA. This is number 86. Seeing as we are a Pittsburgh-based podcast, you know exactly what number that's going to be. We'll get to that one later. Oh, you're not just going to give the sporty man reference out? Not, no, I'm not going to. I never do it right off the head. I like to, you know, wait until segment two, segment three. That way people can wait around a little bit. Sounds like you're dancing around it. Yes, a little bit. Somebody better catch up, otherwise they might not know who it is yet. This is, of course, Adam. Uh, that also was Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm he, here. He's on the knobs. He's making sure everybody sounds good, except for himself as he has to drink water because he's about to choke on his own phlegm. I don't know what's wrong. I'm a flabby boy today. That's okay. It happens to the best of us. That's, mm-hmm. that's okay. Uh, so today's episode is a very special episode. I've actually been looking forward to this episode for quite some time. And additionally, Steve has not been looking forward to this episode for quite some time. Boo. So with that in mind, you got a little taste of that last week. If you listened to last week's Veterans Day episode, where we had our red, white, and blue. And when we're talking about the red... We, of course, had the Distille Flanders Red, a sour beer. So this week, of course, we are going to feature sour beers. Yuck. Yay. I mean, I also teased it at the very end of the episode well, and let everybody know. Well, there was that, too. That's what we're doing today. So I am very excited for that. And, of <sighs> course, it's not just me. It's not just Steve. But we also have ourselves a very special guest. She is the queen of the sours. The A number one, she is the go-to when it comes to the opinions of Sours and Berliner Weisses and Flanders Aziz and Lambics and anything else that has tart tastes. Goza. Yes. So, Haley, welcome to the show. Hello, and don't forget fruit-flavored beers because I'm a connoisseur of those as well. So not only that, but uh, if and when we have a cider episode, I know exactly who we are bringing in for that one. So, Haley, welcome to the Hop Nation podcast. Thank you. She's no. actually a sub-in. She is. Because we, none of our other mics, except for maybe Sam, really enjoy sours. Right. And Haley is a sub-in for her husband, Bubba. Well, soon to be. I don't care. Soon to be. To be. Don't yes. get over, don't get overzealous there. When you live together and you have dogs together, you just married. I don't <laughs> give a shit. I'm like common law. <laughs> is that like Yinzer law? Yeah. Yeah, that's, everything's common law in my head. <laughs> You live together, you have dogs together, ah, you're married. <laughs> just, put the, just put the same last name in the phone contacts, that'll yeah, be fine. it doesn't matter. <laughs> the first beer that we have here tonight is the D9 Brewing Company's Defying Gravity Number 5, that's the fifth edition. Oh, okay. Bright Side of the Sun. Hmm. Yes. There was a lot of words. That was a lot of words. Defying Gravity, so that is that the series? I assume so, because okay. it's the fifth edition. Right. Okay. Uh... Not to be confused with the fifth dimension. 
Hmm. Which was a, a group back in the 60s. Okay. Motown, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the bright wow. side of the sun, it is a wild sour ale brewed with white chocolate and ginger. Interesting. So, that would have fit in quite well with our ginger episode we had a couple of weeks ago. Or our chocolate episode or that our- we had <laughs> a couple of weeks ago as well. So, really, this is just a culmination of all things. All things. Because, yeah, so the last three weeks was ginger, chocolate, and then a sour. Right. This and is s- all things. And since this is a white chocolate, yeah. we could have used that in the red, white, and blue episode. Could have. So this is a regular tour de force here. Yeah. This is... I don't well, know it sounds it, like a mess. <laughs> it does sound like a mess. It really does. Um, but D9 Brewing, I believe they're out of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kakalaki. Yes. Yes. People say that sometimes. Who are these people? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Just Steve. Yeah. <laughs> all it takes is one. That's right. <laughs> so uh, I'll give you some numbers. 28 IBUs. ABV, any guesses? You want to go high, you want to go low? I set the line at seven and a half. Haley, you going high, you going low? Always low for sours. Steve, you want to go high, you want to go low? Line is seven and a half. Six percent. You are both wrong. This clock's in at 14% ABV. That's a lot. Wow. So we're going to drink our faces off tonight That's with this lot. bad boy. This is a first for me. I've never had a chocolate sour. It's always been fruity or just a dry... Never chocolate, so... I've never had one either, assuming you don't watch the TV show. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely never had this before. (laughs) I definitely didn't okay this one on the show because it is something I actually might enjoy. (laughs) None of that is true at all. (laughs) Speaking of the TV show, feel free to watch Yin's Brewing on mca-tv.org. There's still only one episode on this. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, we got to talk to Frank. Yeah, we do. Despite we have six episodes filmed. Right. Somebody else has to yell at that editor to get the other episodes done. Yeah, whoever that jerk is. Stupid ass editor. So our research department uh, dug a little bit uh, while we were pouring the beers out, and we found out that the Defying Gravity series is actually their series of high ABV beers uh, from D9. So that makes complete sense why this is 14. Yeah, because it's defying the regular low gravity yes of yeah yeah now now that it's said out loud it completely makes sense and i'm kind of chuckle chortle yeah (laughs) disappointed in myself for not knowing that in the first place you should be sour boy yeah wait is that a band name i don't know it could be the sour boys sour boys (laughs) if it was it that sounds like one of those old beach bands yeah 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 who didn't quite get what the name was supposed to mean they opened for the monkeys (laughs) yeah 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 so, getting to this beer, the Defying Gravity series, number five, Bright Side of the Sun by D9 out of North Carolina. Uh, look, taking a look at it, it honestly just looks like a very benign beer. It looks kind of like just a lager. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It looks almost like a yingling. I was going to say yingling, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's clean as hell. Yeah, it's a good looking beer. Uh, for those that don't like sours, it's probably not a great smelling beer. So what I noticed when I smelled it is I, if you've ever been to the Hershey Chocolate Factory, that kind of aura in there, I kind of smell that. If you like get past the get past the sour notes, mm-hmm. I can almost smell that like chocolate. Okay, yeah, I'm picking up on that. Yeah, I I smell the it's, chocolate it's, it's too. It's kind of hidden. It's hidden behind the the sharp sour smell, but I can smell it. And is it just me, or does that the the sour smell almost give a a wine smell to it a little bit? It's got notes of wine yeah like a deep 
Pinot. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm. a really dark wine. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, it does kind of smell like that. But I, I, I don't know. I don't get as much sharp sour notes. I get them like really quick up front. Okay. But then it's mostly a mellow chocolate smell. It's are you getting? Weird. A, are you getting any ginger on that? No. I am not getting no, any ginger. No, no ginger. No ginger. Okay. Let's dig in. Yeah. That is a really interesting beer because it has that that sourness to it, but then it also kicks right over to the sweetness of the chocolate. There's a very sweet taste to it. Yeah, I'm not really getting the chocolate notes till the very end, mm-hmm. like kind of the aftertaste to the beer. Like up front, there's no chocolate. I really like it, I must admit. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, it's that is a lot coming from me. That actually is a lot coming from you. That is correct. If, it, if this is an IPA and you got that out of me. Right. Eh, yeah, that's, I, that's noteworthy. I, I mean, I like it because it does taper off like, Haley said, like, you get all that sour up front. Mm-hmm. It's just almost like the smell. You get all the sour up front, but then it tapers off into a really mellow kind of chocolatey flavor. Very pleasant. Yeah. And I can honestly say uh, I do not taste the 14% that it is. It tastes like maybe a 3% beer. Very light. Right. It is. It's a very sneaky beer. Yeah, this is dangerous. <laughs> I could drink several of these. I I could too, and then not go to work the next morning. You think you can drink several of these? <laughs> you can drink two of these and then go for a nap. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good uh, good three beer lunch. Mm-hmm. Drink three of these and then go home. I don't know that I could drink more than one. I could not I totally not because could. of the ABV, but it, it still is sour enough for me that I would probably get tired. So typically, I struggle to drink sour after sour, even though I love sours just because they're so strong and overbearing. But this is one that I actually feel like I could have several and not feel like I needed just to switch it up. Mm -hmm. Because it kind of switches up in and of itself. It's almost like you get two different tastes, two different beers Mm -hmm. in the one. Mm -hmm. It's a a dual threat. Yeah, that sounds like it scales properly for (laughs) for somebody who can't drink any sours. I could drink this one. Right. And then for you two who you know can't necessarily drink sour after sour mm-hmm. you can drink this one repeatedly right no this is this is yeah, a uh, that scales right <laughs> a very utilitarian sour beer so what do you say we continue to sip on this a little bit uh-huh. enjoy it because I, I think all three of us are enjoying it obviously steve is enjoying it to a lesser scale but that's okay i'm not making yuck dog face then so. <laughs> i'm calling it a win what do you say we get in some news and some notes yes do you want to go first i have a note and i have a news I'll tell you what, you can do the note, okay. and then I'll do a news, and then you do a news. Okay, and then we'll have done a news. Yes. All right, so my note is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Heard of him. He has given up beer. I saw that. Yeah. And uh, he's also jumping in on the Diamond Dallas Page yoga. Yeah, he's traded in beer for yoga. So what is the reasoning behind that? Is he just deciding just, it's know, time? He's just an older gentleman and probably wanted to get back in better shape. I get that. I don't know. I've done yoga before. It's good for you. I, I'm telling you what. I got a good workout when I did yoga the one time. The one time? The one time I did <laughs> yoga. I'm the only female on the show right now, and I've never done yoga. Really? I would recommend it. I, I did feel good afterwards, but I, I didn't go back. I'm not very flexible, so I'm kind of concerned what might come of that. So, But see, that's the point, is yoga, it helps you build flexibility. Because even as a fat, ugly piece of shit, <laughs> the, the, the P90X yoga that I did for a couple months helped me out with uh, you know flexibility issues at work mm-hmm. when I was working at a mill. Honestly, that would so, probably be one of the best things you could do if you were working a, you know, a 
yeah. a blue collar job like that. Right. It really got me back into you know doing my slav squats properly. So <laughs> did you have to bust out the uh, the tracksuit as well? Just well, no, sure. I already own the tracksuit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let you get full slav squad. Yeah. But yeah, that that's the that's the note. Stone Cold Steve Austin is now Stone Cold Sober. Uh, ah, cha cha. Uh, you did that whole thing just for that line, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was the point. All right. Well, as long as you uh, you know, as long as you admit it. Lean into it. So I do have a, a a news. I guess it's a news. It's more of a note, but it's kind of a news. So uh, the founding brewer of Blue Moon uh, obviously has split apart from what is the uh, the Blue Moon Empire, ABMVEV. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Blue Moon is. is well, no, no. I'm saying like you're saying obviously. I didn't know that. Is mm-hmm. that the news? Yeah. Well, no, oh. that's not the news. <laughs> oh. No, 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 no. But uh, Keith Vila. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's any relation to Bob Vila. Hmm. Uh, he was the uh, the man behind the Blue Moon Belgian wheat, uh, mm-hmm. the classic Blue Moon, as everybody knows. Uh, that was actually over two decades ago, so Blue Moon has been out that long. So since the 90s, it's been available. But uh, he has his own brewery now. Syria is the name of it. And uh, You want to spell that? C-E-R-I-A. Thank you. Syria? Syria? <laughs> I'm just... Syria? Hey, it could, it could be either. I'm just saying. <laughs> Samson, Slappy, Swanson, Sam- Samsonite. Samsonite. It's right there on the case. <laughs> so uh, his brewery has come out with a THC-infused beer. Okay, so he's still in Colorado. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that's actually where it'll start being... Uh, distributed. Distributed is in Colorado only. So uh, it is called the Grain Wave. It is a Belgian-style white ale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, he made made a lot of money on that one the first time around. Right. Uh, so it's supposed to be coming out in Colorado in mid-December, uh, and then eventually moving on to California and Nevada. We talked about some THC-infused beers in the past, and one of the ways that they're doing it is they're making beers, removing the alcohol, and then adding in the THC. Is that, is that the way this one's going, or is this both alcohol and... No, this is... Uh, you are exactly correct that okay. this is a, a quote-unquote beer infused with THC, but it's not technically a beer because it has no alcohol in it. Okay. So okay. that's how they're getting around it, because the uh, the federal law says, oh, that's no bueno. Right, yeah. For, yeah, I figure for the most part, most federal law says that you can't mix the two into one drink. Right. I mean, if we can't have Four loco, Thank you. <laughs> with caffeine and booze, <laughs> then I, it's hard to believe that the federal government would allow for THC and booze. Right. So uh, look for that if you are in the great state of Colorado. And are they, are they opening will. a brewery or is this just a distribution? I believe this is distribution only at... They are in in bottles, in aluminum bottles. They're being sold out as. I don't believe they have anything on tap. Where you're going to be able to buy it? Not entirely sure. Pro- probably every dis. Well, I mean, being it's Colorado, I don't know their full laws anymore. But like when I was there, like you could probably buy it at dispensaries. Right. I mean, that it makes may, sense. Yeah, it may expand out. Mm-hmm. to you know just wherever oh like, so you're thinking only dispensaries for this yeah yeah uh. yeah there because there's another one in called uh california that we talked about before i think it's called two roots or something something like that yeah something like that but they were putting out an entire line of like they're gonna have a stout and an ipa and a lager like all the flavors but again none of the alcohol uh but they're being distributed in both las vegas and california but I believe that's only in uh, dispensaries as well. So yeah. So there you go. Interesting. The uh, one of the OGs of craft beer, 
is moving on to the next biggest thing, which is THC infused beers. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then mm-hmm. he'll get his tryout, and then I'm sure Miller Coors will come back and buy him out again. Again, and then he'll <laughs> make more millions of dollars. <laughs> yes. So what is what is your uh, your second piece of news, or first piece of news, second unit of yeah. News and notes. Uh, so we're sticking with Miller Coors talk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we went from Blue Moon, and now we're talking Miller Coors again because they are trying to kill PBR. Those poor hipsters. I know. Those poor. Well, poor, poor anybody. Right. <laughs> poor college kids. <laughs> <laughs> poor street drunks. Poor <laughs> anybody who enjoys PBR. So back in 1999, there was a agreement between PBR and Miller Coors. Saying what? Saying that Miller Coors would produce and package all of the PBR line of products. Okay. That's kind of why PBR has had its resurgence, mm-hmm. because Miller Coors put a 4.5 million barrel backing into it. Right. So now Miller Coors is saying that they can no longer sustain it. And that agreement is supposed to be up in 2020. So they're saying that they aren't able to keep up production? So they're saying they can't keep up production, and they're saying PBR is not paying them enough to do the production. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. PBR is countering by saying that Miller Coors absolutely can do that production. (laughs) (laughs) And they're trying to charge triple. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay, that's a hell of an increase. Yeah, they're trying to charge, uh, you know, PBR triple to produce all the products interesting so all those products also include like lone star old style and uh old milwaukee uh, those are all beer in a shot beers mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm getting uh, word from the research department uh, that lone star is actually supposed to be terrible i don't agree i was told that it is the national beer of texas i don't i don't okay no that, that that's true it all is right. the national beer i of didn't texas. know that okay. yeah and okay. I, I lived in texas for you know, a couple of years, and I have to agree with the research department. Uh, not it's pretty much ass. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> you can say that. That's a, you're allowed. You can say ass on this show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know. It it's all kind of the same product. Although I I kind of like it a little bit better than regular cores. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like I like PBR and old style better. Now, when you mm. say regular Coors, are you talking Coors Light or Coors Original? Just anything Coors really. Oh, okay. Because the Banquet Beer, I like that. The Banquet Beer is eh. It's got Sam Elliott as its spokesman. I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will fight that fight. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you can fight that fight and keep your John Houston films. And <laughs> uh, I just need a bigger mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need a bigger mustache and a little bit of gray in it. Yeah, bushier. But yeah, if everything goes through the way Miller Coors wants, there will be no more PBR in the world. So they, it just would stop it, not even like they'd have limited production or they could shift production or anything like that? Right, PBR has no production and they have no backup plan. Oof. Apparently. <laughs> well, they have a year. Can they come up with something? You would think they could. And it's I, not like tomorrow they're no longer <laughs> going to be producing. That's the thing. Uh, they're going to court with it right now, and I feel like by the time it's decided, they'll still have, you know, at least a year to maybe find another production area. Right. But talk, to, talk to Green Flash. Yeah, talk to Green Flash. Talk to. <laughs> <laughs> they got extra capacity to go go buy the tall grass right. in, in Kansas, like. <laughs> but yeah, the the PBR is talking about how like. The, they're they're producing you know 4.5 million barrels mm-hmm. for all of their products right now, 
So you think if you like cut it back and some angel investor of some sort of right. like another craft brewery, you mm-hmm. know, maybe Sam Adams or maybe somebody, you know, like that buying the tall grass brewery right can continue it going for a little bit and then they can rebuild the brand again and that would be very interesting coming the other way where if there was an independent brewer that came in and essentially bought out a macro brand and brought it back into the craft brew arena mm-hmm. it, you know it's it's it, it essentially a bizarro miller coolers it would be but you also have to consider the trend of the the shitty cheap lager which is coming on strong <laughs> right the yeah, founders has solid gold mm-hmm. if there's somebody out there who's looking to make money to build their craft brand right they could build their craft brand off the back of shitty pbr right and obviously <laughs> pbr has that that name recognition it's yeah. got that cachet yeah it's got cachet out the yin yang and you could use that to distribute the rest of your line right that's, that's It'd be almost stupid not to if you had that capital and you had that capability. Right. You just have to find the right company that has the money to buy that brand mm-hmm. and then implement the you know the, the production. All right. I think we're going to have to go into the Hop Nation coffers here and see if we can buy up PBR. <laughs> ah, I think I can buy some PBR right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> I think collectively we can get, what, 50 bucks together? Sure. Two. Fifty-two dollars. Okay. No, just two. Oh, just oh. two. Oh man. <laughs> okay. So, uh, PBR, get at us. We'll, we'll buy you out. We'll save you. Yeah. <laughs> Give us that recipe. We'll brew it like once every six months. Yeah, I got a basement and brewing equipment. We can do this. We can do a whole five gallons at a time. <laughs> that just means it will turn into an artisan beer, mm-hmm. which means the price of it will skyrocket. Artisan lagers. <laughs> Artisan PBR. Paps, Paps Blue Ribbon Artisan. <laughs> <laughs> gross. So, speaking of not gross, uh, there's a D9, 5th edition, Defying Gravity, Bright Side of the Sun. This is a long name. I don't want to say it like that anymore. <laughs> it's the Bright Side of the Sun. Yeah. This is a good beer. I really like this beer. Haley, thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely up with my favorites, which is saying a lot because I drink sour beers all the time, and this is this is stellar. Steve, thoughts? Hey, it's better than the rest. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. We haven't had the other two yet. I meant the rest of everything else I've ever drank. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I mean, unless we're discluding certain gozas, but... Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, as far as sours go, it's probably one of the best sours I ever had. I can only maybe think of the Strange Roots Relic. Mm, that looks good. But it's been a while since I've had that one to compare. Yeah. So I would say probably within the last two years, this is the best. Okay. So you haven't even had the Strange Roots Relic. You had the Dry Log Relic. Right. Yeah, exactly. It was still Dry Log when I had it. Gotcha. They <laughs> haven't got rid of it. Good. Good, good, good. I haven't been down there in a while. I need to go back down. Yeah, that's what I was just telling. Or you can go to the new location in Gibsonia. That's true. Which is like on your way home from work. They have a new location? <laughs> they do. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah. It's been open for a while. At least... I think it's open, it was this summer, this spring, this summer, they opened mm-hmm. up their new facility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good date night. I'll, uh, I'll talk to the research department on that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> research department doesn't <laughs> seem impressed. <laughs> he is, he don't care. So we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. We're going to not get paid. We'll be back with segment two with another beer. Uh, Haley the Sour Queen will, uh, will give us the next one. Uh, we're not sure which one it's going to be yet. We got actually a lot of them in the fridge. So uh, we'll see which one comes up with. Okay. Bye. 
check this out. There's a Seattle company called Devor that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Devor gets the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course everywhere in the US. The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. And right now, anyone who signs up with the code HOPNATION can save $10 off their order of over $25. That's T-A-V-O-U-R dot com, Tavor. Welcome back, Hop Nation. This is segment two of episode 86. I guess I can spoil the surprise. It's the Heinz Ward episode, of course. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, the future Hall of Famer had a thousand catches, even though his last one went for negative one yards. Yeah, sure. It did. Yeah, no. no. It did. He did win Dancing on the Stars with the Stars for the Stars. Did he? In and about the Stars. Did he? (laughs) Haley? Sorry, I don't watch it. Okay. Well, you you were our our best bet for that. <laughs> I, Ask the research department. He doesn't let me watch. It. <laughs> I I've seen more football games than I have episodes of Dancing with the Stars. So yeah. As have I. <laughs> we're talking sours. Haley, Queen of the Sours. It is your turn. Your distinct pleasure, honor, both responsibility. All. All things. To uh, introduce the next beer. So what is the next beer that we are having on with, Hop Nation USA podcast? With, with some responsibility comes a little bit of power to introduce the beer. R.I.P. Stanley. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> so our next beer is the Black Creek Knowledge is Sour. It's a barrel fermented black sour ale with cherries and vanilla. And... As we've done some research before actually coming on, we realized that we could not find the ABVs. It's a secret. So we don't know what ABVs, but it is from Swiftwater Brewing Company in Rochester. New York. New York. Not, <laughs> in, ca- yeah. in, case, in case no one knows. <laughs> well, I mean, there's Rochester, Beaver County. <laughs> right. <laughs> somebody, okay. Good point. Good point. Somebody might think a brand new brewery opened up down there <laughs> next to JR's. Edgar, when did this happen? <laughs> oh, you know. The heck goes. Yeah. Things these just pop up now because then millennials, they move into your town, they open a brewery, then they open a candle shop. Goddamn gentrification. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not mad. The only, the only thing I could find as far as ABV, because we all went into the research department right. <laughs> for this, is on Tap Hunter. It had 6%. Okay. I don't know Tap Hunter is a more reliable source than the goose eggs that were up on Beer Advocate and untapped and uh rate beer and (laughs) And instagram right and twitter so yeah so we don't know we don't know we'll find out yeah so if we end up uh passed out drunk on the floor by the end of the segment we'll know it was uh pretty high yes and if we don't need three yeah wait what (laughs) (laughs) it's good three for tasting (laughs) you got to repeat experiments adam that's That's how science works (laughs) so does that mean that one of us has to be the control Mm -hmm. one two three not it no, well, I think research department's control on this. Okay, research department is control. <laughs> I'm so glad we have... A, he doesn't even like sours. <laughs> I'm the control. <laughs> Why is the control out of control? <laughs> okay. Pop it open. Haley, let's make this happen. Make beers happen. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, beer. On the pour, uh, this doesn't look anything like the first one that we had from D9. This is a heck of a lot darker I, it almost looks like it's got some porter properties to it. No, it doesn't. It, mm, no, it doesn't look <laughs> thick like that. It no, does. it doesn't. Okay. Well, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> You're absolutely wrong on that. It it, it looks like a, a deep... You guys said wine off mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I don't even want to say wine. It just... I don't know. It looks like a deep red liqueur. 
Like it just, I mean, it looks like booze. Like flat root beer? No, not even with flat root beer because there's such a red tinge to it. Like there's a real red mm-hmm. hue to it when you bend it against the light. Yeah, for me, it looks kind of like a raspberry wine, just a deep, a deep red. Okay, I can dig on that. If it's wine, it's like Mad Dog. Oh, I, that's exactly what this looks like. Mad Dog? No, not Mad Dog. It look <laughs> it looks like Boone's Farm Sangria. That's what it looks like. Okay. That's Very ex- specific. That's the exact color of this is Boone's Farm Sangria. <laughs> this is good information. <laughs> the research department says this uh, This looks like Jaeger. Also wrong. Also wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a porter. It's not Jaeger. It's not any of the other things that you guys are saying. It's Boone's Farm Sangria. <laughs> and you know what? The lack of information on the bottle and the lack of ABV reveal. It might just be. It might be Boone's Farm Sangria. <laughs> <laughs> it better not be. I pay good money for this. <laughs> just rebottled you and fucked you over <laughs> <laughs> you so, did say you were drunk when you tried this so. this is true i was i don't know yeah a little bit yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah but they uh getting back to this beer it, you can definitely tell that it was uh barrel aged i can smell some of that vanilla mm-hmm. a little bit i smell a little bit of it it smells a lot more sour though than the last beer yes it does <sighs> and I do get the fruit flavor in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the fruits there. I, uh, you, your, uh, your enthusiasm has waned greatly here because this is like you doing an entire IPA episode. Yeah, and I've done that. I know. Now it's your turn. <laughs> right. Well, so it's your turn to listen to me be unenthused. <laughs> okay. Fair I'm point. not going to turn the energy on when you don't. <laughs> turn about is fair play. Yeah. Okay. Let's try it. All right. Oh, yuck. You didn't like it? That's a no on me, B. Okay. Haley, uh, thoughts? I actually didn't think it was as sour as I expected. No, it really isn't. It's not. I, I taste the barrel age way more than I taste the sour. I mean, it's still tart, but it's not what I would typically think of of an actual sour beer. It, it's almost one part sour, one part oaky. Yeah, very oaky. Very mm-hmm. oaky. I get, like, I get it, but it doesn't mix for me. I don't like that. I almost have to agree. It doesn't mix well for me either. I mean, I like sour beer and I like, I'll drink the barrel aged, but the mix is kind of interesting. It's hmm. well, I like it. Damn it. <laughs> it. If I have to say, somebody has to, <laughs> Oh wow. if I have to say one nice thing about it, mm-hmm. the, the after burps are, they're a little sweet and cherry. Oh, like there's okay. a little, yeah, it's a little bit like of a cherry pop sweet burp. So you got that but going to, for you. But to get there is uh, <laughs> just gross. I'm not really getting the vanilla. No, it's not I very vanilla at the end. Okay, I just burped and I totally get it now. You guys yeah. are burping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not on purpose. It just, it's a thing. <laughs> it's just what happens when you get old and your body gets all shitty and you just make gas real quick. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, during every uh, recording of this show, just so you know, there is a nap time between segments two and three. That way we can get through the rest of it. <laughs> I'm game. Because I know you're a young buck, Haley, but as old fogies over here, we got we to gotta pace ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time for Detective Pikachus and whatnots. We got to take naps. And white chocolate lattes. And right. And your I don't boots. do any of those things. Your and leggings. And <laughs> okay, leggings. <I> <laughs> okay, let's get away from leggings. Okay. Let's talk about sours a little bit. All right. What do you want to talk about, Adam? So I wanted to go through just a little bit about what what goes on with a sour. What goes on with a sour? Yes. How, okay. How we get there. 
how we get there. Yes. So the history of a sour? Mm, not necessarily the history, just a little bit of information. Okay, so how a, so how a sour is... of a sour. Yes, and Haley, that's where you're going to come in as well, uh, because you, uh, you have the most experience when it comes to making sour beers, because you have successfully made sour beers in your home brewing efforts. Just one, and I wouldn't call it a success, but yes, <laughs> it was an attempt. Way to, way to pump yourself up. <laughs> You're, it's okay to lie to the people. That's right. So, <laughs> But even one attempt is more than Adam and I. So. Yes. And, and part of the reason behind that is due to the labor intenseness that, that it takes to make a sour beer. Uh, so we'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, but for sour beers, uh, there are several different styles that you have to worry about when you're getting into the sour category. One of the ones uh, that everybody is is getting into now are the Gozas. The only ones I like. Yes. I uh, love Gozas. Gozas are fantastic. Gozas usually have a bit of a salty uh, flair to them a little bit. It's because salt's in them. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so, just uh, <laughs> listen, I didn't say it was magic. <laughs> just, well, I mean, you're alluding to it like there's some other reason. There's not. It's because you put salt into it. Right. Right. And uh, if you want to harken back all the way to episode 13, uh, we do a little bit of the history on where the Goza comes from. And it comes from the specific river in Germany yes. that I believe is the Goza River. Or it emptied into the Goza area of Germany. And it was a very salty river because a lot of the minerals were pulled off the mountain as the river came down off the mountain. Oh, I just figured it didn't get the same recognition as the Rhine. Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> it was just that it's specific area. But then it eventually it moved out because people started taking water from the river mm-hmm. and transporting it to other towns. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So staying in Germany, uh, if you want to stay in the sour slash tart category, uh, the Berliner Weiss, a very popular beer nowadays, is definitely coming on strong. Uh, that's another beer that would be in the sour style. Uh, additionally, we have the Lambic. Uh, Lambic is usually a very fruity beer. That's all I know about them. Those are usually a lot more sweet. Yes. Yeah, yeah they're usually overbearingly sweet and very fruity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lambic's, a- a.k.a. Frambois. <laughs> I love me some frambois, but they are very sweet. Yeah. Those are like a sometimes beer. Yeah, that's one of those beers that you don't drink two in a row. You drink one, and then you relax for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the next one uh, is the Flanders Red. We actually had one on the show last week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. was the uh, the Steel Flanders Red. And that one is actually based off of uh, English porters. Yeah. Uh, it is not a, a German beer like other uh, sours and tart beers are. This one is actually based on the uh, the English porter, uh, and it's called the Flanders Red for a very obvious reason. The county of Flanders. And it looks red. There you go. Pretty <laughs> pretty easy to figure that one out. <laughs> both them. Yes, both of them. That's country talk. Uh, we also have the American Wild, and there's a brewery here in Pittsburgh that kind of specializes in that arena. Uh, we've talked about it. We talked about it earlier in the episode, which was Strange Roots. That that is kind of a anything goes. Uh, <laughs> now I know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. So with that, uh, you can use a lot of wild yeast, uh, a lot of wild bacterias uh, found in nature. This is the arena where you're going to find a lot of beers that use ancient bacteria, ancient yeasts that you'll find in an old cabinet. You know, it still has uh, cultures that are still alive. They'll re, you know regenerate them re. Populate. I mean, populate. Yeah. yeah. You just you just gotta feed them, and then, like you said, like out of the cabinet. That's what the basis for the relic was. They found old yeast in a cabinet, mm-hmm. and then they just regrew it, and then to a point that it was usable and viable for 
beer and then they put that in and gave it a real interesting dry finish and yeah right and uh i can say that uh Three out of the four at this table here really like that beer. Uh, yeah. I don't believe the research department likes it that much. He actually <laughs> doesn't hate it. Oh, okay. So, uh, what was the other one I was going to talk about? I don't know. You talked about the American Sour. Yes. Oh, okay. The uh, It's called the, the Oud Bruin. Uh, that is actually from Belgian. I don't know much. Oud Bruin. Oud Bruin. Yes. Oud Brown. There you go. Yeah, that's what that translates to. It's an old brown. We actually have one sitting in the fridge from three magnets that we haven't... Oh, you are correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we just haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you know my beer fridge better than me. I just know, what we, I... Get, I just know what we get from Tavor. <laughs> the, good, the good people at Tavor. Yes. Where you can order beer online and have it shipped directly to your home. Damn. <laughs> that was on the off the cuff. Yeah. That was damn impressive. They already heard the ad for it, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got to hear it again. So, what makes a sour beer? How are we going to get there? It's very easy. Bacteria. That's how we're going to use it. That's how we're going to get it. And there's one particular bacteria that uh, that we like to use. That is the lactobacillus mm-hmm. bacteria. Uh, and did you know that it's actually a probiotic? Mm, See, I'm no. being healthy and drinking. Exactly. <laughs> so, we are, we are being gut healthy. Uh, we don't have to eat our poop yogurt today. Because Activia. Why didn't they use you instead of Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't know. <laughs> you eat poop yogurt. Oh, okay. Too many sponsorships tonight. <laughs> hey, fucking do it. <laughs> you want poop right, don't you? Okay, you lost your sponsorship. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> so yes, lactobacillus, that is a probiotic. That is what you would use uh, to be able to get into your sour and tart categories. Uh, an interesting fact, I was doing a little bit of research, as one would expect one to do for an entire segment mm-hmm. on beer, is the popularity of the sours in the craft beer market. In 2015, it is estimated only 45,000 cases worth of sour beers were sold in america and i bought 40 of them (laughs) you are doing your part now in 2016 that number more than quintupled to 245,000 cases huh so in one year it jumped up over 200,000 cases and that was in 2016 and i know for a fact that 2017 and 2018 have been bigger yet do you know any reason why it's taking such a turn i mean i have my theories but because it's good well i'm not gonna go that far (laughs) i feel like there's also a lot more on the market than there was four years ago every year it seems like there's more and more sours on the shelves Mm -hmm. or even even going to a brewery or even i was at a, a nicer restaurant this week this past week and they asked what i wanted to drink and i said do you have any sours on top and they had a sour on top and it was a fancier restaurant so it's starting to become more popular and more distributed so i think that leads it to be tried more and then of course more people find it and like it exposure leads to increased increased productivity that's typically how it works mm-hmm. so my theory behind it as to why there's actual growth behind it is there's all these reports coming out about how millennials are drinking more and more wine. I don't uh, know why. I don't know why. Okay. I, I don't know why that is, but apparently wine is the, you know, flavor du jour. Sours, in a way, because of their fruitiness, have a lot of mimicking, you know, tastes and flavors to wine, but they're also lower in ABV, mm-hmm. so you can drink more of them. So that's one thing that I've noticed uh, amongst friends that are wine drinkers. Mm -hmm. They also tend to enjoy the sour and the tart beers. 
That uh, would I would be one of them. Yep. There you go. The number increased again. That's just what made sense to me in my brain. Is, right. Is, and I mean, people are free to you know tell me I'm wrong, but it just seems like because wine and sours have that similarity and again lambics are you know that's a perfect jump between wine and beer it's sugar wine <laughs> yeah it's just sugar wine <laughs> right if you like wine there's a very fat chance that you don't like a lambic right right yeah that that would definitely be a good bridge beer or a gateway beer uh if you're a wine drinker and you don't really like beer throw them a lambic mm-hmm. and then th- there's also been the trend of the table beer which is three to four percent mm-hmm you know, which people seem to enjoy as well for whatever reason. <laughs> you don't have to be so upset about it. Nah, I do. It doesn't make sense. Drinking <laughs> beer with less than 4% doesn't make sense. <laughs> the research department doesn't take anything less than 10, so. <laughs> that's why That's why I like the research department. <laughs> he don't like sours and he don't take things under 10. <laughs> don't take no guff from nobody. That's right. <laughs> If one beer doesn't get him drunk, it's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so getting into the, the brewing side of things, uh, one of these distinct reasons uh, that sour, sours are not particularly popular with home brewers, uh, and there is uh, a few reasons why, uh, and one of the reasons is that it takes a long time uh, to ferment and condition. Uh, usually it is, instead of weeks, it is measured in months. Uh, to have your your fermentation vessel sitting there essentially idle, waiting for everything to to sour up. Now, now this is a question for Haley. With all that time of it sitting around, is there a higher chance of infection? And like you have to watch it more closely as well. Yeah, definitely. We actually had a slight issue when we because we kind of forgot about it. it we we let it ferment for six months, um, and. By the time we got to about five or six months, we we realized that it had been like weeks to, if not a month, before we had checked on it last. And so when we went downstairs, where we keep our uh, fermenting buckets and or our carboys, and we noticed that the the blow off mm-hmm. uh, tube had had dried up. There was nothing in there, and, and so we were slightly freaking out, and we were almost tempted to just dump the batch. But we had waited six months for the beer to ferment, so we thought, ah, what's the worst can happen? Like we might just you know, be in the bathroom for a couple of days. But it's already got bacteria <laughs> in it, so yeah, may as well let it ride. But you do have to keep a really close eye on it, and it's easy to forget about, especially when you have to wait six months to a year for it to ferment. It's it's tough to remember without keeping it somewhere close where you walk by every day <laughs> you almost have to just keep it in the kitchen that way you have to look at it every day well you look at it you talk to it just like a plant <laughs> you having a good day how you doing and it also it it, it it scares people i think probably too because when we when we pulled it out it looked disgusting whenever you're brewing sours and you pull it out and you're ready to start bottling normally when you would bottle a beer the beer it, it might have a little froth at the top, but there's mm-hmm. nothing gross. This one looked like we had mold growing on top. And so mm-hmm. we weren't sure if it was the lack of um, of us paying attention to it or if it just was supposed to look like that. Um, but from what research we did, it looked like that's kind of what to expect whenever you're brewing a sour. So um, don't be a, a alarmed if you're brewing a sour and you find something that looks slightly like mold growing on top. That's supposedly normal. And we didn't get sick off of our beer, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it a win. I, I think general rule, anytime you're brewing anything, really, is like there's ex- an expected amount of shit to be on top. 
but as long as it's not green or black. Yeah. <laughs> right. Scars was on like the verge of going black. Right. It, was, it was like gray. Gray, gray might be okay, but it's just like gr- green or black is usually like the big warning sign. So, <laughs> And one of the other, uh, I I can't say detractors, but one of the other reasons that sour beers are not necessarily as popular uh, with the homebrewing crowd is whenever you make a sour, you have to make sure that you use completely separate equipment. Uh, from uh, from all your other brews, so that doesn't mean that you can have you know one carboy you know sitting and using uh, sitting and holding your your sour beer for six or nine months. You empty it, you clean it, and then you go back. Uh, all the equipment that you use for a sour beer is going to be it's going to touch that beer and it's going to leave a a distinct taste in all of your other beers uh once you go back to brewing quote unquote regular beers mm. uh so one of the things you should do which is recommended is have completely separate equipment uh haley any any uh additional thoughts on that no we we did exactly that and we wrote s's on everything so we wouldn't get them mixed up um just for, for fear snakes. of that yeah so so yes i we we did that we ended up having to buy a couple extra pieces of equipment just because we weren't expecting that everything would be contaminated but um yeah anything that comes in contact with the beer they they suggest you get new and i think i think i remember that like glass glass or things that didn't have like the porous that weren't porous you were able to reuse if you clean them properly i think that was something i remember reading but but anything like plastic which is what a lot of your carboys are Mm -hmm. um are are porous and you Mm -hmm. can't you can't reuse those with anything other than making sours so so you are able to reuse the bottles assuming that you're not you know kegging it or anything like bottles or like the the hydrometer okay um and I guess if you were used a glass carboy, you might, you, I that'd be risky, but you might even right. be able to do that. I say just using a glass carboy in general is, is risky business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just risky to blow up. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. That makes sense. So like if it's not porous, but yeah, a lot of your fermenters, like your conic fermenters are, you know, they're plastic and they, you can already feel like they have that roughness about mm-hmm. them. So yeah, if that's just going to keep sour flavor into it, no, thank you. <laughs> right. So, uh, Haley, any additional thoughts on the homebrewing side of things? Uh, anything uh, people should look out for? Anything people should try? Uh, trials, tribulations, anything like that? Um, no, one thing we noticed, we actually we added fruit to our sour um, because I love fruit beers, obviously. And so we added some cherries, and it, it came out with a weird flavor. It Something we commonly have issues with when we're we're fermenting with fruit is we get kind of a rotten fruit flavor mm-hmm. and so we we got that in our sour beer which kind of for me ruined it because i hate i hate the taste of like a rotten fruit um so i'd say if you're going to start with a sour with all the time that you have to commit to it don't try to be too funky with your first one um just go basic because uh, if you try to do too many things it's it's a long time to wait to have a beer come out and not be good so <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah and and that's that's i'd say generally true with most any beers if you're just starting out uh stick with the basics because it's still even with a basic beer you're looking at four to six weeks to be able to drink it and that's still nothing compared to the sours right yeah it was, a, it was a, quite a disappointment because i'm not a very patient person <laughs> to start out with and i waited six months and i was so excited to have my first homebrew uh sour beer and i was quite disappointed that we had added the fruit because i think if we hadn't it would have been a lot better so mm. yeah 
All right, well, keep that in mind. I mean, notes like, for next time. Yeah, I can fuck up three beers in the time <laughs> it takes for somebody to fuck up one sour. So. Can and have. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, getting back to this beer, uh, this is, of course, the Black Creek uh, Knowledge is Sour by Swiftwater out of Rochester, New York. Uh, also the home of RIT, Rochester, Rochester Institute of Technology. Why would you bring that up? I don't know. It's either that or the, <laughs> yeah, it's either that or the Toy Museum. That might be more interesting. Actually, it really was. It was a really <laughs> neat museum. You can actually go to the toy museum. <laughs> you can go to RIT, too. I've been to RIT. <laughs> See? There you go. Suck it. Weird. <laughs> what, what did we think about this beer? It, Haley, thoughts? It, it can suck it. <laughs> For me, it's not. It's definitely not one of my top sours. Um, I don't think it's gross, and I don't think it's bad. I just, It's just not one of my favorites, and I think mostly because... It was barrel aged, and that's not a good mix for the for the sour, in my opinion. Fair enough, Steve. I have a hunch. I know where this is going. Well, let's see. The barrel aged doesn't mix. Mm-hmm. It, that just doesn't work. People should stop doing that. <laughs> two, two things to stop doing: barrel aged sours, hoppy sours. Three things to stop doing: sours. <laughs> <laughs> so I will completely agree on the hoppy sours. That's bullshit, and nobody likes that. Uh, for this beer, the knowledge is sour. Uh, the Black Creek version, of course. Uh, there's multiple versions of this beer. Uh, there's at least four or five uh, versions available. Uh, we have the Black Creek because that's what was available at the time when I when uh, one of the representatives of Hop Nation USA went to the brewery. That would be me. Uh, I like this beer. I liked it on tap. I like it in the bottle. I like the uh, the balance between the sourness. It's not even a sour. It's more tart than anything else. And the uh, the oak age to it. I like that. There wasn't much in the way of the vanilla. I couldn't find that very well, but that's okay. Uh, but I, I, I like this beer. I would have it again. If you guys don't like it, send it my way. I'll drink it. They're all yours. Okay. <laughs> you hear that, Swift Water? If you ever have an overabundance, <laughs> you know where to send it. <laughs> send it my way. I'm all right with that. So in the meantime, uh, should we take a break? Let's take a break. We're yep. taking a break. I was told it was nap time. Uh, exactly. That's why we're taking a break. <laughs> so we'll be back uh, once uh, Steve takes his cat nap. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we'll be back for segment three. Yes. Bye. Hey everyone, my name is Drew and I host a podcast called Dudes with Brews on a Porch where we let the drinks flow and the conversations go. Each and every week, me and a friend of mine, we sit down, we try a different craft brew, usually from the state of Wisconsin, and we just sit down and have a conversation. We talk about all aspects of life. Once a month, we talk about paranormal stuff and we always have a good time. You can find our show, Dudes with Brews on a Porch, on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you find your podcast. Grab a cold one and hang out with us each and every week right here on the porch. Hop Nation. It's segment three, which means it's time for a third beer. But not only that, it's also time for a fourth mic. We have been convinced to let the research department on to the show after much, well, clamoring and whining and just, well, general. Sniveling. Sniveling. Sniveling, yeah. sniveling is an excellent way of putting it. <laughs> uh, so uh, the research department now has a fourth mic. So, uh, Bubba, welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. I've got the big brains on four. Let's go. What? I don't know. I tried to do something new. This I'll stop. I am the research department. <laughs> this is already a mistake. I already regret this. <laughs> don't mind the redneck over there. Look at the big brains on Bubba. <laughs> 
damn it. <laughs> hey, hey, this, hey. No good deed goes unpunished. You know what that? Yeah, true. True. All right. So we've had two sour beers. It's time for a third one. So, Steve, uh, you're bringing the ruckus with this one, I think. And I'm very curious as to what it is. All right. So the third beer we have tonight is actually coming from our friends at Tavor. You can have their beer shipped directly to your home. (laughs) You're getting all kinds of plugs tonight. Good for them. They win this episode. But this beer is coming to us from the Anchorage Brewing Company, all the way out of Anchorage, Alaska. And it's called The Experiment. It's a sour beer with wild Alaskan blueberries. It's 7% alcohol. And it is a sour ale, of course, mm-hmm. fermented in French oak barrels, aged one year with a mixed bacteria culture using Brettomyces, uh, Lactobacillus, and Pediococcus. Oh, the big three. Yeah. So there's a mix of all three in this beer very nice very nice and it's naturally carbonated in the bottle cool so yeah uh we'll see how this goes <laughs> it seems like a lot but yeah i'm let's to, try it i'm about to pop it open let's pop it open uh, yeah. one thing of note is it's coming with the cork cage that i was requesting for the beer last week the jelly pumpkin beer this is what it should look like yeah this one has the cork cage yes <laughs> so that's how you know it's fancy <laughs> Gotta drink this with the pinky out. It's special. Although, I don't believe it would meet last week's criteria for being a fancy-looking beer, just based on the label art. What is on the label? Yeah, so on the label, it's two aliens conducting an experiment on a person. So, yeah, it does not fit classy label art. This is sci-fi X-Files label art. (laughs) But let's pour it up. This looks like a lambic. Wow. It, It looks straight up red. It's... Looks exactly like a frambois. Isn't that a YouTube song? Red, red, wine. No, that's UB40. Fuck. Thanks, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Come on. I like beer. <laughs> what, I don't get any? Yeah, you can have some. Give me a minute. It was dribbling. Drabbles. Oh, that's probably way more than I want. Do well, not. You can I'll distribute. You can distribute to others. It smells like a uh, lambic as well. So this is a very interesting looking beer. Because uh, it kind of looks like cranberry juice. Looks like Welch's grape juice. What was the ABV on this? Uh, seven. Okay. Yeah, I've also seen eight, five in other places, but, you know. Somewhere between seven and eight and a half. In and about, yeah. Okay. It, this looks more like Welch's grape juice than cranberry. It's darker than cranberry. It looks interesting. Uh, like, almost no head on it. Yeah. So the nose on this thing is very interesting. It's sour, but it, uh, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. It seems a little more mellow. I definitely get the blueberry. Almost rubbery. The, what? Rubbery. It almost smells like rubber. That's kind of weird. I know. I don't smell the rubber. I smell fruit. It smells very fruity. I smell a little bit of rubber. Rubber. Maybe vinyl. Okay. My, uh. Are you imagining my... cars right now? <laughs> no, I'm telling you. You're having of... a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> it's on one side. <laughs> One nostril says burning tires. The other nostril says blueberries. Mm. This this smells like a an experiment that my little sister's boyfriend did. He took Welch's grape juice and just pitched yeast into it and fermented it in the gallon <laughs> And it smells like that. That sounds like prison wine. Right. That's what we called it. We, yeah. we called, <laughs> that's straight up hooch. Yeah. And they stuck it behind the toilet. Pretty much. <laughs> Huh. Well, I guess we'll just find out how much hooch it is. Yes. Hooch is crazy. Huh. 
I hate it up front, but I don't hate it at the end. Agreed. Up front sucks. There's something, yeah, there's something really weird and off up front. Yeah. It's weird. It tastes musky. It kind of tastes like my beer. So maybe you didn't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's that open top fermentation we it's took right. of... <laughs> Of our of our gross cellar, you the basement. <laughs> it goes in the bathroom too. Ah, that bathroom's not used. Okay, it's, it's, not anymore, except for my bubble on occasions. Oh, the cellar. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Mm, I don't hate this beer as much as I did the last one, but some there's something like really pungent and offensive up front on it that's hard to work through. Yeah, for me, it almost seems like there's something wrong. Like it's, it doesn't feel like they meant for it to be like that up front. Yeah. It tastes like what I imagine mothballs taste like. Okay. All right. All right, that's a whole new level. <laughs> it, so we got rubber, we got mothballs, we got disappointment. You know, I think I taste crayon at the beginning. Crayon? <laughs> you know, crayon? Like when you're a little kid and you eat crayons. This explains no. a lot. Sorry, I never did crayons and play doh for lunch. I was more of a glue fan. (laughs) (laughs) This is a fine Elmer's. This is an early 92. I think I was more of a paper kid. (laughs) I was born in early 92. Great, now I feel old. (laughs) So let's, let's continue to sip on this just a little bit. Maybe things will change. Maybe they won't. Let's hope. I'm actually hating it less and less the more I drink it. See? Things are happening, Bubba. Good things. Yeah, I almost... I, I agree. Like, It's weird. It's just it like... It kind of grows on you or something. It oh. grows in you. <laughs> Ooh, All oh. the bacteria. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because we've had a couple strong beers before this one it's maybe po- yeah it's possible mixing all these different sour flavors of throwing things off but yeah i don't know it, it it's growing on me I, I i'm starting i'm not gonna say enjoy but <laughs> starting to not hate it yeah okay. i'm definitely not hating it it's just it's that very first sip there was something off so i'm wondering if it's uh temperature related might be temperature it might just a little bit might just need breathe it might just need to breathe first. Let it breathe be. Yeah. Like like it says, it's aged for a year, and then it's carbonated in the bottle. Give it a minute. Right, give it a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about that. What I do know mm-hmm. is that I have a game for everybody, and Hurry. it's partially why Bubba's on mic. That's the only reason why. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely. I could, I could do. It. I could. I could do it with just them. But you know, we let you on. <laughs> you can't. One, can't play with yes. Yeah, <laughs> we let you get. We let you play. So, with Thanksgiving coming up, mm-hmm. that also means Black Friday is coming up. Yeah. All right. Well, at least one of us is excited. <laughs> <laughs> Not <Yeah>. me. We talking about you get to sleep in. Yeah. Spend his money. Nice. <laughs> But obviously, Black Friday is one of the biggest gift giving. Well, not gift giving, but gift buying, buying. obtaining. Yeah, gift obtaining days in the year. So I did a little research, and I've come up with a game called The Prime Is Wrong. Okay. And the Prime Is Wrong is I found a bunch of shitty beer gifts (laughs) (laughs) on Amazon, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe said shitty beer gift to you. Okay. And you're going to do your best to guess the price. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. So if you can... So this is the price is right. 
Right, it's the price is right, but we don't own that trademark, so we got to call it the prime is wrong. <laughs> also, we're not allowed to say that again. Yeah, don't say it again. <laughs> and the editor can't put that music in. <laughs> if I do it off key, it should be. That was John Cena anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> that sounded like John Cena was sung by Eeyore. <laughs> just, just sad John Cena. Or <laughs> <laughs> the cartoon. <laughs> That's when John Cena's bummed out and he just tells the guys in the back, mm, play it in a different key. <laughs> play it in a lower key. I only feel like having three moves of Doom tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to go around the table. And uh, I'm not going to keep math on this. We'll just see if you do well or do not, do bad. Okay. Uh, if you go over, obviously you lose. Price that. is right rules. Are, yeah. I'm sorry. Prime is wrong rules there are obviously go. in effect. Yeah, prime is wrong rules are in effect. So if you go over, you lose out on your point. Okay. And uh, we're going to have a showcase showdown in the end. Okay. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Screw all y'all. Adam's volunteered, and we're just going to go around the table. That makes sense. Let's go. (laughs) All right, Adam. The first item up for bids. Okay. Is the Creative Craft House Wood Brain Teaser. And what this is, is it's a puzzle box for your beer bottle. A single beer bottle. Why would you do that? (laughs) It is a wood-crafted, it's quite obviously a gag gift, and it's a wood puzzle box that encases one single bottle of beer and then forces you to figure out the puzzle before you can open it and enjoy the beer. Oh, that's bullshit. Yes, it's put together of handcrafted wood and rope and knobs, if you've ever seen any of those goofy-ass brain teaser puzzles. Mm -hmm. I... I will say that the price of that is $24. $24? $24. And you've gone over. Okay. Twenty-one ninety-five. Ah, I just missed it. So it's still an expensive piece of shit. Yeah, that's unnecessary. <laughs> For a gag gift that you'll use once and then that person will re-gift. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a cursed object within a family and friend circle. Right. <laughs> because it keeps getting moved about for a single bottle of beer. It's like those necklaces on the Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you pick up in Hawaii. (laughs) So I have zero points right now. Yes, you lost your point on that one. Man, okay. Bummer. All right, Haley, we're going to you next. The next product up for bids is the Nostalgia Homecraft Kegerator. Hmm. This doesn't sound half bad. Doesn't sound half bad, except for it's listed as a growler pourer. (laughs) So it pours growlers, so you would assume. Except for it comes with a five liter mini keg that hicks up to it. And if you do the math on that, most growlers are 64 ounces, whereas this is 169 ounces. In order to fill this growler keg, you either have to be a home brewer or you have to pay a shitload out the nose at your local brewery, assuming they're willing to fill 169 ounces. It does come with a thermoelectric cooling and an LED temperature gauge that's cooling up to 36 degrees. And it comes with three CO2 cartridges and a cleaning kit. And it's said to keep beer fresh for up to 30 days. Apparently, you can hook up other mini kegs like the Bells Oberon or a Heineken, I assume. But why? A solid question. Yeah. Hmm. What are you willing to pay? For the Nostalgia Homecraft Kegerator 5-liter growler system. I wouldn't call this me willing to pay, but I'm going to say 85 bucks. $85. The Nostalgia Homecraft Kegerator is $129.99. Wow. 
okay. So Haley comes under the price point, and, but she's still got like a bit of a big difference between prices. Right. Yeah. About, you know, 40 to you know, $50 in price difference there. That is a ridiculous amount of money for that. Yes. That's a ridiculous amount of money for something that isn't that great, and you could probably build your own kegerator for cheaper. Right. Yeah. A full kegerator. A full kegerator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A full kegerator in which you could put six stools or full kegs or anything. You're not limited to this tabletop system. Mm-hmm. All right. M- number four, research department. All right. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> Your item is the King Gambrinus bobblehead. Who's that? All right, so for a little uh, background for you to keep your mind thinking about what the hell this is, uh, King Gambrinus was a medieval legend. He's known basically as a mythical folk hero. Uh, he's not a real person per se, but he is known as the King of Beer or the King of Loggers. The bobblehead itself, though, is based off of a statue that was commissioned for the Pabst Brewing Company in 1967 and sat at their brewery till the 90s when they moved their brewery. But it actually returned in 2011 to the Milwaukee's Best Place Tavern. And that's what it's based off of. Only 500 of these bobbleheads were made. It's a mini replica? It's a mini replica of a statue that sits... How big is this original statue? Well, well, like a we statue. Didn't get <laughs> yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It's a statue. <laughs> the original statue is a statue, but you're bidding on Prime a bobblehead. Right does not allow questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When when yeah. has anybody ever asked Drew Carey? Uh, what kind of parts are in that? <laughs> what's that? Know. What's the dimensions on that bad boy? <laughs> How much gold is used in that cell phone? <laughs> I would need some numbers, Drew. <laughs> um, five hundred piece limited edition bobblehead of a statue for you know a replica statue sitting in the back of a tavern in milwaukee seeing as like just about every bobblehead i've ever gotten was free mm-hmm. right <laughs> i'm gonna go with pirates spoiled you that way so um 101 dollars 101 dollars <laughs> wow it's a lot oh. for a bobblehead that's a bit much that's also way over. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe because there was only 500 made that there would be 501 people that really want these and I was the one on the outside. Uh, uh, no, I don't think a lot of people would want this. Uh, it was $45. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there was only one left on the Amazon site when I checked it. So, yeah. Brand new out the box. Brand new out the box. I still think 45 bucks is way too much for a replica of a statue that I had to do a lot of research <laughs> on. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, especially as you also mentioned, we mostly get our bobbleheads for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Haley's the only one that got a point in that round as both the research department and Adam went over. But just barely. But just barely. Just just a bit that was a little more than barely. <laughs> like twice plus some. A lot of berry. I was actually hoping only one of you went over so I could disqualify them from the showcase showdown. Oh, I'm sorry. To make it like a real game, but in this case, we'll just kind of call it like a two-point showcase showdown. All right, that works. <laughs> so, this is for everybody, and right. I just want you to pay attention as I read the descriptions. I'm going to give you a number of products. And uh, like the Showcase Showdown, you just give me the grand total of what you think this all is worth. And tonight's Showcase Showdown is the Douchebag Collection. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I got this one down. <laughs> All right, research department. Let's see it. So, in the douchebag collection, we have the beer beard. That's right, the beer beard. It is a 72-ounce container of beer, which remains, quote-unquote, hidden behind a fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> despite the fact that the container is completely clear and there's a giant straw that sticks out from the beard into that loops back around into your mouth. That's the beer beard. <laughs> Did you say there's beer in that or it's just Yes, you can you can hold up to 72 ounces of beer in the beer beard. Oh, but it is a glass, not a No, no, it's it's like an IV bag. Someone just okay. took a camelback out of the pa- out of the backpack portion and there it's you go. To the face. <laughs> there you go. You know exactly how it works. Yeah. <laughs> you have a camelback bag hanging from your face with a shortened hose and it's completely clear it does not blend in with the beard in any Anyway, your next item are saucy socks. That's right, saucy socks, the branded socks, which on the bottom soles say on one foot, if you can read this, and the other foot says, bring me a beer. Oh, I like those. (laughs) That's saucy socks. I can tell you what I'm getting for Christmas from (laughs) Haley. (laughs) The Tasmanian Devil t-shirt of socks. Not far behind it, the I Love Titties and Beer Trucker Hat. It's a red, white, and blue trucker hat with a red mesh and a blue bill. The I Heart Titties and Beer Trucker Hat. And our final, final piece of the douchebag collection tonight is the Great Gadgets Classic Beer Holster. It's an all-leather holster, fits any belt, great for looking like an asshole at barbecues, any hikes, or tailgating. Ooh. Yes. Feel free to go hands-free when you put your beer in your beer holster. All this and more can be for you if the prime is wrong. So we're going to start with Bubba. Oh. Go in the reverse direction. As he was, I believe, the farthest off. He <laughs> 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 was 60 bucks over. What would you bid on the douchebag collection? 7388. 7388. $73.88. Okay, $73.88. Haley. 6545. 6545 from Haley and Adam. $1, Bob. $1 on the douchebag collection. <laughs> I kind of want to tell you don't do that, but <laughs> them's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> and closes without going over on the douchebag collection. And if uh, anybody's listening, they should all buy it for Adam (laughs) (laughs) with the winning bid of $1. Yes. Adam has won. Oh, my gosh. The prime is wrong. And I dare somebody to give him the douchebag collection, which will only cost you $46.70. No way. Crushed it. No way. Crushed it. So uh, $8 for the beer beard, $9 for the socks. $10 $10 for the hat and $18 for the holster. Holy crap. I put the beer beard at like 30 bucks. So did I. No, it's a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I put the socks like because they're novelty socks, like, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've actually I saw a couple iterations of those socks. Yeah, they make them for wine as well. I, yeah. want, I want a pair for Christmas, by the way. Hint, hint. <laughs> that's, that's the caddy showcase. <laughs> 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 
We'll talk to you about this later. <laughs> Enjoy your walk home. Uh-huh. <laughs> Adam, can you give me a ride home? <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, no, he's, he's been having 14% sours. That's right. <laughs> can't drive. It's all right. If you come downstairs and I'm pantsless in your living room tomorrow, just drive me to work. <laughs> We're going to have a third talking to. You can yell at me the whole way to work. <laughs> as long as you drop me off. I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is getting weird. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, so uh, all of those kind of awful products are available on Amazon Prime for your gift-giving holiday. Less than a U.S. grant. Yeah, yeah. The most expensive one was about that $130 kegerator. Yeah. You can do better for cheaper, though, I believe. I Yeah. Yeah. Can and will. <laughs> yeah. We can get back to the experiment by Anchorage Brewing. It's interesting. I, uh, I'll admit, I had higher expectations for this one. I was really looking forward to this one, and I didn't particularly like it. I didn't like the taste. I didn't like the smell. I like the look of it. It looks very nice. I, you know, it's kind of like the Bob Seger box set. You know, the box is nice. But beyond that, it, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. That's all. See, I liked the smell, but I agree on the taste. I was expecting a lot more out of this one. Strange. <laughs> I think I liked it more than the two of you. That is strange. What is this bizarro world? Yeah, I don't know. It's bizarro world. I I don't know. It, it was a lot more mellow on the sour flavor, I think. it, And it had enough blueberry flavor. Like I said, though, it did have that really strange upfront punch that didn't make any sense to me. Hmm. I you know I don't know maybe there's a freshness thing with it or it needs some other something else to go along with it, but it, it kind of worked for me in the end. Hmm. I I kind of liked it. So Baba, what are your thoughts on the uh, the experiment? I thought it was funky in the beginning. Kind of get that blueberry. I didn't like it. I wouldn't I wouldn't drink any more of this. Okay. Other than what's I've left. Never heard him say he likes the sour. So. Setting that precedent. Sticking to my guns. <laughs> okay. They, they stink and I hate them. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to Bubba first on the podium. I wonder where he's going to put his beer. <laughs> but Bubba has been tasting along with us even though. All right. Well, uh, the first beer, the the bright side of the sun, Yeah. is getting bronze. That was just a punch in the teeth. Too sorry. Too sorry. Too sorry. I took like two sips and I handed it off to Haley, the rest of mine to Haley, because it, it just not not for me. Uh, silver medal, it, by default, is going to be this Anchorage Brewing. And then just, it was funky. It, it didn't, you got some of that blueberry, but it was, it was weird. And then uh, I'm going to give the gold medal to the Black Creek because I knew the least about it. And it was... It was the least offensive, in my opinion. So it was basically a war of attrition for you. Yeah, honestly, they could all get bronze, and I would not. <laughs> and would not lose sleep. They could all take a egg, put in their sh- put it in their shoe, and beat it. <laughs> uh, I'll go next because my opinion matters second least. <laughs> it. Uh, I'm differing from Bubba though. I'm gonna put that Black Creek in bronze. It like none of that works for me. Like, too sour and the mix of the barrel. Neither of that works. No, thank you. Bleh. <laughs> Yucky. Uh, silver I'm going to give to the Anchorage Experiment. It gets good-er. <laughs> More gooder? More gooder. 
um but there it just i don't know it's not it's still a sour it's still not great but there it does it's less mellow on the sour but i don't know some, the funkiness is weird mm. yeah I, I don't know maybe you gotta try different batches or something <laughs> but that's not a good consistency thing for beer so I don't, I don't know what to say about it other than that um the gold i'm gonna give to the d9 bright side of the sun though that is pretty good i, I mean i liked it the most tonight I, and i liked it more than a lot of other sours that i have it has that nice mellow chocolatiness to it on the back end i don't know it just makes it more drinkable like it's not as sour so it, it, it hits those notes in that mm. way um but if i was comparing it to like other sourish beers like goza's like the sierra nevada otravase that's not sour at all that's really drinkable and easy to you know just crushable mm-hmm. and then the abita uh to goza is like that's another goza beer but it has is such a sweet flavor to it that it doesn't even compare like it blows the, the d9 out of water <laughs> if i'm comparing my sour beers. that's fair that's fair adam so for me, uh, once again, I'm going to differentiate from everybody else here. The bronze medal position is going to go to the Anchorage Brewing Experiment. I really didn't like this beer. And I think the biggest disappointment was the fact that I really wanted to like this beer. I, I thought it, it on the surface it looked like a good combination of processes and ingredients and things like that. I like sour beers. I like blueberries. I like oak-aged things. Uh, but it just didn't work. It... it it looked nice. That was about the only draw for me. That was it. Uh, in the silver medal position, I'm going to go to the Swift Water Black Creek. Uh, knowledge is sour. I like that beer. Uh, it's a good taste, a good flavor, good smell. Uh, I liked it. I would have maybe another one. I obviously wouldn't down a six-pack in a session. I, I don't believe it's that type of beer anyway, so that kind of solves that problem. But in the gold medal position, I got to go with the D9. Uh, I had to go with the bright side of the sun. I really like that beer. I really like how it easily transitioned from a sour taste to a chocolatey taste. I thought that was executed to perfection. Uh, That is definitely the gold medal beer, and that is the one I would have again and again if I had the three of these lined up in front of me. Easy enough. Haley, uh, your opinion matters the most on this episode, so that is why we have saved the best for last. So, the Sour Queen, take it away. Believe it or not, I'm going to agree with Steve on this one. So, I'm going to put... Smartest man around. <laughs> I'm going to put Bright Side of the Sun as number one in a gold medal. Um, I loved that beer, every bit of it. It had the right amount of tart, the right, around, right amount of sweet. Uh, it was... It was an excellent, excellent sour, and definitely um, right on one of my one of my tops, one of my favorites for that for sours. Um, it's kind of tough between second and third <laughs> for me. I didn't really love either one of the other two beers, but if I had to choose, I would agree with Steve and say that the Anchorage Brewing was number two. Um, I liked the back end of the beer, but the front end, like he's like everyone has been saying, is was just weird. Um, there was something funky. I'm not sure what it was, but um, I, I didn't like the front end of the beer. And then, of course, last would be the Black Creek Knowledge is Sour. Uh, I don't I, I don't like barrel-aged to begin with, and then barrel-aged with sour is just not a good mix for me. So I, I don't know that I would pick that beer to drink again, but the other two I, I would drink again. 
And the first one, I would drink nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, D9, you know where to send your overstock. <laughs> that goes to Haley's house. <laughs> All right, if... You want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Podbean, Stitcher, Google Music Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. And that's the truest crime that isn't putting hops and sours assholes yeah I, I think that's the one thing i don't know if you remember this real quick adam but uh remember back in the day in the 90s that there was that kind of crossover episode where gi joe and cobra came together to fight uh some drug dealer yeah it was an after school special I, yeah. yeah oh yeah i i feel like that's us in regards to sour hop <laughs> right yeah, you hate Hoppy, I hate Sour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cobra, you're G.I. Joe. We come together to fight that garbage. <laughs> That's badass, I'm Cobra. <laughs> no, I'm Cobra, you're G.I. Joe. I, you know what, I'll still take G.I. Joe. Yeah. It's good either way. You're way more of a duke than I. <laughs> <laughs> Considering how much I hide, I'm very much Cobra Commander. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. All right, well, that's about it for the show. Um, you know, you can check out everything on the HopNationUSA.com. And you can email us things at HopNationUSA at gmail.com. If there's something you want us to try, a brewery, a style, uh, any combination thereof, any sort of theme you want us to take a look at, let us know. We'll check it out. Indeed. Yes. I, I would like to thank Haley for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is, this is fun, and I... We'll always be down to try sours with you. So Awesome. So we're going to have to have another sour episode. We don't have to, but if we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously, uh, whenever we get into the, uh, the cider episode, uh, seeing as you are also the cider queen, uh, we'll have to have you on as well. Uh, Bubba, you can come too. That's fine. I don't like sa- ciders either, so I'll just poo-poo on that parade too. See, I dig sour ciders. So, yeah. yeah. So you're, you are definitely in the minority on that one. <laughs> so you I will be back on research department minority. for that episode. That's right. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, thank you for joining. We'll see you next week. 87. That's a special episode. We're, we're, we're not going to be here for, per se, but we're still going to have content. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to have some mumps. Yeah. Wait, mumps? Well, 87 got mumps last year, two years ago, three years ago. Oh, shit. Good call. Yes. Good call. Good call. All right. Hop Nation, we'll see you next week.